0: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. The perfect hire can have an impact on your business
1: for years to come. So when you need to find that next person to help grow your business, LinkedIn Jobs will match the right talent with your open role fast. LinkedIn has over 675 million members worldwide. LinkedIn Jobs screens candidates with the hard and soft skills you're looking for so you can hire the right person fast. Things like collaboration, creativity, adaptability. LinkedIn looks beyond the work skills and puts your job post in front of qualified candidates who match your business requirements perfectly. That's how LinkedIn makes sure your job post is seen by the people you want to hire. People with the skills, qualifications, and other interests that will help your business grow. It's no wonder a person is hired every eight seconds on LinkedIn. And why companies rated LinkedIn Jobs the number one hiring platform for delivering quality hires. Find the right person for your business today with LinkedIn Jobs. You can pay what you want and get the first $50 off. Just visit LinkedIn.com slash team. Again, that's LinkedIn.com slash team and get $50 off your first job post. Terms and conditions apply.
2: This is Sean Payton, head coach of the New Orleans Saints. What's with the Saints happy task? This has to be the worst Saints podcast in the world. Ralph can't say anyone's name right, Andrew doesn't know football. Everyone has a hard time listening to Dave. And is Kevin even there tonight? The audio nope.
3: with this podcast? My God, the audio. My
4: God, the audio. It's
3: it's painful. All right,
1: everybody. Welcome to another edition of Saints Happy Hour Podcast. Woo! Quarantine life. I believe it is starting to crack us all. Uh, I made two pot pies and banana bread this weekend. Dave watched a documentary. Documentary on the toilet? No, he wasn't sitting on the toilet while he was watching it. It was a documentary about the toilet. Uh, things are getting weird. Um, <laughs> Andrew, did you do anything out of the ordinary this weekend? Is quarantine life? Is it starting to break you?
2: Uh, it's definitely starting to break me. Yeah, I mean, I, I would challenge anyone to be uh, inside a house with a nine-year-old and a six-year-old all day every day. Um, but uh, no, no, it's it's, um, it's it's just like Groundhog Day, you know, over and over again.
1: <laughs> you know what it is? That's, That's what you it could feels tell the, like. You could tell the difference between the people that are quarantined with kids and without. The people without kids are like, oh, I, I took up pottery. I, I'm learning Italian. People with kids are like, I didn't fucking kill anybody today. Now I'm gonna get shit faced <laughs> now that my kids are in bed.
4: Like, so fucking accurate. It's <laughs> accurate as fuck. And you only have one kid, Ralph.
1: I know. Andrew
4: I'm and I, I, I have two kids.
2: Having one so, kid, I don't know. Is, I,
1: whatever the fuck. It's kind of for. like having
4: two no yeah, kids.
2: Yeah, I mean, I while I agree with you, Dave. Where I feel for Ralph, I mean, you know what it was like to have a kid at Max's age, and they require constant entertainment. Um, I mean, my kids are pretty self-sufficient, so, and they, and they'll play (laughs) with each other. I mean, not a ton, but like they'll entertain each other. So I don't know. I I almost think Ralph has it worse
4: in some ways.
1: I don't know. I feel like,
4: I mean, yes, my kids, kids my kids are older. Like it's nice. They've gotten to the age, like when they wake up and obviously they're, they're sleeping a little bit later than they normally do because they don't have to wake up for school. They're not on that set schedule. So my kids are. Sleeping later, and then they're definitely old enough where when they wake up, they can go downstairs by themselves, turn on the TV by themselves, get themselves a snack or a drink if they want by themselves. so as far as like the morning is concerned, it's having older kids is definitely easier for us, and you know we can sleep in a little bit uh, yeah. and then also to your point, Andrew, yes, they can they have each other, they can entertain each entertain themselves, but also. They fucking fight, though. And, oh, my God, like, you know, like, (laughs) obviously, now that they're stuck with each other in the same house for seven, eight weeks straight, uh, you know, everybody, you know, everybody, you know, your brother and sister, you know, your weak points, you know, what's going to annoy, you know, the one thing that's going to annoy your sibling. uh, So from that point, from that standpoint, it's like, oh, my God, it's an extra headache. You know,
2: Uh, I'm going to out myself right now and just go ahead. You're and You're gay. We all knew it. We all yeah. knew it, Andrew. <laughs> uh,
4: your father, Stephen, he's listening now. I'm sure he's probably right there saying, Andrew, I don't know what's taking you so long to come out. We've always known you were gay.
2: You finished? No. Oh. <laughs> um, I was going to say that um, my uh, kids are um, they, they are watching an insane amount of they're just insane amount of screen time. Yeah. No. Like I, I'm, yeah. I'm just outing myself right now. Like worst parent of the year, the no, amount no. of, the no. amount of YouTube and no, this is TV a no shows.
4: This is a no judgment zone, Andrew. You're in the carry yellow <laughs>
2: circle space.
4: of trust. Yeah. You're in the carry yellow <laughs> circle
2: of trust. Uh,
4: it's yeah. embarrassing. It's really, it
2: really true. Like it's gotten to the point where I'm like, man, your your show's over already. God damn. uh i was like I, I know i said you only can watch one more but go go watch two more right now
4: <laughs> i'm playing
2: animal crossing
4: right now as we speak which i've gotten hooked on
2: because of sun
4: and his switch so i'm,
1: I'm still confused by mine it's nothing but nighttime enough wood. i get lost uh, i'm
4: currently trying to gather enough wood so we can build this uh shop on my island
1: Speaking of outing yourself, Sean Payton kind of did that, Andrew, to The Athletic this week where he was like, yeah, we kind of knew that the Carolina had made a deal with Tommy Stevens and we just drafted him instead because their agent wouldn't answer our phones. And then the NFL, Roger Goodell is not going to let the quarantine get in the way of his favorite hobby, which is fucking over the Saints. So now... They're talking about you know penalizing Carolina and the Saints and Andrew. Let me tell you something. If they take away that compensatory pick, that third round pick for the Saints, I am getting. I am organizing a mob, and we are going to burn the basement to the ground. Why? Why why should
4: why should the Saints be penalized for this? The Saints aren't the ones who were potentially talking to uh, a a potential draft pick slash undrafted free agent ahead of schedule i don't understand the panthers yes they should definitely be penalized for this but i don't understand why the Saints should be penalized for this
1: the Saints should be penalized well,
4: well, well, wait, wait why the hell loves fuck the over panthers the Saints. That's why. i think the accusation is that the pan well i guess not the panthers i guess correct I, I guess neither of the teams should be penalized the guys it well no if the agent was talking with the panthers if the agent had discussions with the Panthers during the draft uh, and telling the Panthers uh, or telling all teams not to draft my guy because we want him to sign with the Panthers, uh, then
0: then yeah, well, I don't no, necessarily the think they involved, were.
1: You know? I don't think they were telling him that. I just think like
0: teams that were. Tra- there is no distance too far for the perfect trip. <laughs> Hi, checking in for or the perfect table.
4: Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: Trying to line up free agent deals with him like he wasn't answering the phone. So it wasn't like... The Saints knew anything, or the Panthers told them anything, or told Tommy. Stevens. It's like with this, it's like with audio with this podcast. If I start sounding like a speaking spell, Dave doesn't need to tell me the audio is fucked up, or if two of you drop out, it's just understood. Everybody knows what's going on. That's what happened with Tommy Stevens, right? Everybody knew the deal. The <laughs> agent wasn't answering the phone. It meant that he had a deal lined up somewhere. Is this guy even
4: really that? I mean, like. I feel like for ten years from now we're gonna look back at this and be like, who, who, Tommy, who, Stevens? I don't even know this guy. Like, what's the big fucking deal?
2: I mean, if they were gonna take if they were gonna take away anything, it would have to be a seventh. Like, if if there's two teams squabbling over a a UDFA (laughs) slash seventh round pick, like, what what could you possibly take away from them that would be just cause? Now, you know, where I disagree with Dave. So, you know, the way it all played out was. From what I've read, the Panthers and the Saints were kind of posturing for him. Sean Payton was poking around, and the Saints had no picks uh, on the third day. So, you know, they got a head start. And so they were probably, uh, from what I understand, all NFL teams do this. But technically, it's illegal to negotiate with a player or his agent until it's clear that he's not drafted. So technically, if you're calling a guy and saying, hey, like, we want you to sign here. This is what we're willing to offer you can't you can't do that until the draft ends. And so obviously the Saints were doing that and they had a leg up on other people because they didn't have any picks. So that's that's all they were doing on day three. And it became clear I guess that the, me and his it became, money. It became clear that the Panthers were gonna sign Tommy Stevens and that he had agreed. And so, yes, his agent was shunning the Saints and no longer returning their calls. So I think how it goes with both of them getting punished is that while the Panthers may have had an agreement in place with him. So they're clearly in violation. The fact that the saints were going after him and uncovered this news because they themselves were negotiating (laughs) with Tommy Stevens is basically, is basically volunteering that they also, they also were trying to break the rules. They just weren't as good at it. And so they decided well, to draft the guy because they were losing.
4: <laughs>
1: well, couldn't yeah. And the thing well, is, well, no, the, I
4: thought I thought that they were. I thought their defense was, or what they were trying to claim. I don't know if the Saints themselves were trying to claim this, or whether uh, you know fans or whatever or media were trying to claim this. But I, I thought that people were just saying they tried to put they they put two and two together.
1: Yeah, I mean, in I mean that. The you know, thing in, is, with the Saints,
4: that,
1: uh, though, I is know. I guess. The NFL would say, why are you calling players? You don't have any picks. But, I mean, the Saints could be like, well, we were thinking of trading up for him. We were trying to get in touch with his agent to let him know when we were going to pick him. Um, But we know Goodell loves to just fuck the Saints. On a scale of 0 to 10, 10 being an absolute certainty the Saints will get penalized, something, 0, nothing will come of it. Andrew, what's going to happen?
2: Uh, I'm, I'm pretty certain the saints will get in trouble, like get, get a fine and lose a seventh really? round pick. I don't think anything's going to come of this. I think this I, I gonna, don't think anything away. should happen, but I think, I, 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 think I think if, if the Panthers are going to get whacked, the saints are going to get whacked just as hard.
0: I mean, Dave, Goodell Dave, does...
2: looks for, I mean, I know that it's like conspiracy theory and I know it's, but at this point, like, I don't trust Roger Goodell or the NFL to do anything fair when it comes to the Saints. I really don't.
1: No, I'm with I'm – com- I am com- I I am am completely with you. And the thing is with Roger Goodell, he's probably extra bitter because he's not taking a salary. So he's just looking to drop the hammer on somebody to take it out. I mean, he's, he's not re- taking a salary? I remember,
2: year, I remember years ago, he's not. Yeah, he – well, the NFL, I don't really understand how this works, but they're laying people off right now. Right. In the league office So I mean I don't I would think that Maybe they're getting killed On merch I don't know I, that's but, weird. I don't
1: understand that Like I mean unless Like sponsorships unless Come up for renewal Unless season ticket sales Are way down maybe Like what would be What would be What would be so different For the NFL This time of year If it was normal Like what are And, and, I, and I'm sure it is Because they're laying people off But I, I just I don't know like What it is If it's sponsorships Because TV money like they probably don't get those checks till the fall anyway. So I just I don't know like where where they're like in uh, in harm's way, you know? Yet. Yeah. Um but Dave, Sean Payton has proven to be the pettiest son of a bitch. On earth with this draft. He texted Brady. He's like, what do he, he text Stevens? I asked. I asked. Now I'm just going to take. And then he texted Brady something, uh, the Carolina offensive coordinator. So, does this act of petty by Sean Payton, does it make him a true New Orleanian now? Because New <laughs> Orleanians, I, we are petty. I,
4: I, I think, uh, Well, look, first of all, you win a Super Bowl for the New Orleans Saints as a coach. Uh their first ever in team history, you're you're automatically a, a New Orleanian. So, I don't really think he had to do anything else to uh, uh, to qualify. But you know, um, you
2: know when he won my heart. I mean, pro- probably when he won the Super Bowl. I'm, honestly, the first the first time he walked in the building, pretty much. But uh, the thing, my favorite Sean Payton thing of all petty things was that he remembered. Last time he went to the Eagles, and their team bus got egged by fans. And after Shane Graham made that kick and they were leaving the stadium, (laughs) he had the bus drivers do a victory lap around the stadium. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, just as far as random occurrences, just like hilarious banter – yeah, He, he loves to poke at opposing fans. I mean, no. He always has. This, but that, um, to, that, to me, was the top.
4: The, the, My favorite Sean Petty, Peyton... I mean, sorry, Sean Payton, Betty <laughs> Sean Petty. The, uh, the Ralph. Is uh, not... Tech, yeah, I've, I've gone full Ralph. You never go full Ralph. Uh, not necessarily something on the field, actually. Although, I guess Andrews wasn't either. But... Um, and I think it was kind of like the, one of the first first pet, Peyton Petty moves was the bottle of wine that ah, we ordered yeah. ahead of Jerry Jones. Uh, was that like Super Bowl week or was that at the Combine in Indianapolis? wherever it was, he knew Jerry Jones was going to be coming in like the next day or later that night or whatever it was, and he was going to want to order this one specific bottle of wine, and Peyton said, fuck you, Jerry, and he ordered that bottle of wine, so when Jer- when Jerry came in to order it the next day... Uh, it was the only uh,
2: bottle they had in, yeah, in the... Yeah, uh, yeah well, it, was like the, like a, it was like a thousand dollars
4: bottle of wine, yeah came, came
2: a, yeah. came a special selection, Cabernet, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's
4: not like they had 10 of <laughs> these just laying around, right, so... Uh, Jerry Jones walks in And he wants to buy this bottle of wine For his, uh, his party His dinner party that evening And uh, he's promptly notified that uh, Well I'm sorry Mr. Jones But uh, that bottle's already been taken by Mr. Sean Payton And here's a little note well, he,
2: he left a note on the yes. bottle On, empty, right, right, on yeah. the empty bottle <laughs> Yeah yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So my that's, fav- my, that's my favorite moment My favorite one, one Even though it went sideways And it didn't end like we wanted Him doing skull. In the moment to Minnesota after being down 17 to nothing, it felt so I gotta disagree. No, fucking it good. Felt that,
4: that lasted like 10 seconds. It like, still, I, it was awesome.
1: I gotta
2: disagree with you, Ralph. It was awesome. That's, that's, I,
1: I, I, it still has a no. warm spot in my heart, even though it ended poorly. That's why, that's I why loved you it.
2: hold that bullet in the chamber until the clock says zero. Yeah. zero. No, man. No, no way. I can't do I that. To can't be truly petty,
1: Andrew, you have to put yourself out there and risk. You have to
4: No, and that was right, he whiffed, and so he that's whiffed. why it's not one of the greatest Sean
2: Payton. Also uh, him him strutting the sidelines when they were lighting up the Rams and the Circle <laughs> of Life was playing and he was eyeballing Greg Williams. <laughs> that, that was true. that was The
1: special. Circle of Life. Also I mean now that I'm
2: Oh that was a good one yeah, playing I the mean
4: the Greg Williams Lion King Circle of Life song. He might have enough Sean Payton petty
1: moments eat? to we tournament. may need a
2: bracket for this.
1: I mean, he—they <laughs> well, flew home from Dallas. Eddie. They we took the, to the extra tour. He smashed up this fire detector, the smoke alarm oh, thing yeah, in Cincinnati. I mean, it, he's got a lot.
2: There was the the choke signal oh, uh, the to uh, Devonte Freeman, I believe it was. <laughs>
5: yeah. Was yep.
2: Oh yes. He used to trash talk <laughs> Steve Smith. Oh
1: so many he's he's so wonderful and now that we've gone through it it makes it clear why everyone else in the NFL every other team hates Sean Payton like if you had if you if you asked the 31 other fan bases their top 3 most hated coaches i bet you every fan base would probably put Sean Payton in the top 3 and
2: how many coaches would have cut the open that you just heard for us for money <laughs> <I mean. laughs> I mean, I mean, you know, I'm just thinking a guy like Tony Dungy. Like, if you had paid him, like, $1,000 to read that script, there's no way he would have done it.
1: Bill Belichick would have been like, Wumble, Wumble, Wumble. <laughs> Thanks, <laughs> Happy Hour, Pop. On to Cincinnati. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sean Payton, he's, ama- he's amazing. You know, it, it, his pettiness, it knows no bounds. Um, so we got that. In other NFL news, I think they're gonna yeah. release the schedule this week andrew I, I i read conflicting reports they might move it back they don't know they're going but they're gonna release it apparently
4: um it's like the weirdest schedule release ever it's like are you do you get yeah. excited for this I don't know
2: Here's all the games here's all the games you well no it's not not here's even all that. the games that won't happen and even if they do you won't be able to go how no, but <laughs> Right. It's like, it's like, here's all the games
4: that may or may not happen. And if they do happen, you may or may not get to go.
1: <laughs> so, so that's the thing. Like, usually we get, you get super, I do. I get super excited for the schedule because, you know, me and my yeah, wife. We're we think, playing
4: in Vegas. This, we're supposed to play in Vegas this year.
1: Yeah. We were going to do it. We were going to officiate a wedding. We we're going to make get Dave. <laughs>
4: that's right. That's right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, So, you know, usually you get excited, like, what game can we travel to? Is is it going to be here? Is it going to be there? But do you think they may postpone it? Do you think they may bump it back? Like, I just feel like releasing the schedule at this time when there's so much uncertainty, Andrew, it seems really risky, right? Like, why wouldn't you just say, hey, 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 we're going to wait. And we're gonna see what's what because we may we're still gonna have a season, don't worry. And we may but we may have to bump things back or whatever. Like releasing it now and then having to do a bunch of changes to it later seems more difficult or risky. I
2: don't know. I mean, as new information comes up, you'll have to adjust. But I think right now there's no sense in. Yeah, I mean, it, it may be work that's all. You know, for not, but I, I don't know. I, I think right now they're, they're, we d- we just don't know enough, and so I think the NFL has just got to plan. Things are opening back up, and I think the NFL just has to plan that. Hey, we're we're gonna go, we're gonna do this, and we'll see what happens. So, Dave, do I don't you know. think the fans need this, man? <laughs> yeah, we do.
1: Here's the thing, though. Thinking about the schedule and thinking about it that it's likely that at least at the beginning of the season you may not have any fans. Do we want the Saints? schedule to be front loaded with road games against good teams because we might not be able to go to the games until November, December. So you want to play all the hard teams in the empty stadium or in the quarantine bubble, wherever it is. Like, how do we want this schedule to be laid out, Dave? Uh,
4: That's a good question. I mean, just, just to your earlier point, um, I mean, I, there's no problem with releasing the schedule now as far as I'm concerned. I mean, the NFL rules all. And uh, <laughs> if anything is going to happen, there's, there's there's nothing preventing these games from being played. I mean, I just feel like given the current state of the country, uh, I feel like if anything's going to be played, it's going to be the NFL and only the NFL. I mean, I, I, they don't need to be worrying about other things other events getting in the way of their scheduling. So as far as their scheduling is concerned, I think they're free to schedule whatever the hell they want to schedule. Uh, Nothing's going to get in the way.
2: Um, Have you guys heard anything about baseball? I haven't really been keeping up on that. Baseball's trying to
1: do like – they're they're going to like realign everything and they're going to try to make it like three divisions (laughs) – of like teams and they're all going to be geographically situated in like Florida and Arizona or something. And it's going to be the last thing I thought one, one scenario was like a six week tournament. That's kind of like the world cup. And it wouldn't even be quote unquote, like a real season. It would just be like, Hey, we're going to do this. Cool thing for six weeks, and we're gonna have a champion, and they're not necessarily gonna be a World Series champion. They're just gonna be the champion of the quarantine year, and um, because baseball, man, 162 games. I just think that's asking a lot, Um, you know. But to Dave's point, Dave, I think you know when I get worried about the season, I just think with the NFL being able to print money. I just think if the n f l is like we're gonna test people every single day, they'll just buy a million tests, and they'll just like whatever I, it I, don't, I don't even know if that's uh, but the, I like the thing is is like I don't even know
4: if that's available I don't know if there are thousands of tests available to be bought, and yes, I mean, I understand it's the n f l and so they're gonna get precedence over you know, some poor person that really actually (laughs) needs a test. Uh, I get that. Um, but I still don't even know whether there's, I don't know whether that's available or not. And I know that Dr. Fauci, that's what Dr. Fauci has said on record, uh, you know, head of the CDC or whatever he's the head of. Um, uh, I know that's what he said. I said, he, he said that, uh, the only way really he sees sports happening is if you're going to be testing people on a regular basis. Um, and, but even in that situation, my mind thinks about, okay, so you test a guy and he's, what happens if you get a team, you know, what happens if you get a, a, the Saints and three out of their four offensive linemen test positive for COVID and they can't play? Like, what kind of fucking game is that going to be the next week? Uh, how is that fair? It's just I, you know, you gotta hey. think about that kind of shit.
1: It's hey, it's tough. I think, I think teams are gonna try to quarantine the best they can, and they'll just be like, look, if you get tested positive, you could fuck up our season. But my interesting thing you, was, you, that you,
2: I, you know what that happens in that scenario, Dave? Get ready for it. We'll clap at left
3: tackle. We'll make them clap. <laughs>
1: <laughs> make them clap. We'll make them clap. So, but but here's the thing that I was thinking about that gets a little weird. Apparently, the governor of Maryland he got five hundred thousand tests from South Korea, and He's the him, uh, the federal government like the wants patients. the tests. And they're like, we want to commandeer them for our use. So the governor of Maryland is like, has them at a super secret location with the National Guard uh, guarding them. So if the NFL got like a million tests and the federal government was like, we want those tests, do you think, Andrew, America would be like, yes, give them to the federal government? Or they'd be like, no, keep them. We want our football.
2: Hmm. Assuming that football. baseball either doesn't happen or football. it happens yeah, yeah.
1: Football. I think America would want I think America would want football. I do. I think I think
2: I think America would want football over saving lives.
1: <laughs> I think that's true.
2: I'm yeah. serious. If you put it yeah, to a vote, lives. they would they would I would say at this point, if they're still in their houses come if we're all still stuck at home come September and it's like and You put it that simply to people. You get to vote. We can either have the NFL season, this number of people die, or we don't have the NFL season, and like 10% of that number will die. Uh, I think they would say, I'm ready to get out of my house. Let's do it. And that's disturbing. That's <laughs> totally disturbing.
1: It's, and it's, it does,
4: that it's doesn't mean it's not true. No, if absolutely. I, I I think you are probably right, but yeah.
5: Like I picked
1: the wrong That's week with fact. amphetamines. I think Andrew's 100% right. Welcome to 2020. That's all I have to say. Um, you know, the thing is with the schedule, though, and back to it, like, Andrew, you know, we always say, hey, we, you know, last year, I, I remember you were like, hey, the, the schedule, it's, it's, it's difficult at the beginning. But your theory was, hey, at the beginning of the year, at least you have a better chance to have everybody healthy, right? It didn't kind it didn't work out quite like we thought because Breeze got hurt, but everybody else was relatively healthy. So you're like, hey, let's front load the schedule. Let's maybe not have a bunch of road games. With everything going on, like, how do you, how do you want the schedule to set up in your mind with? assumptions, how you think the season's going to go with fans or not fans? Do you have in, in your mind, like, how you – if they, if they release the schedule this week, how you want it to set up?
2: Yeah, yeah. assuming everything happens as, as we hope. Um, as, I would say assuming – I mean, assuming, I mean sun, Sunday night, the first Monday or Sunday night should be Saints-Bucks. I mean, that's got to happen.
1: That's a lock. But do you – do you think of it? Do, do you have sort of? I want them to play. I, I want it to set up this way. If they don't have fans, do road home? Does it even fucking matter?
2: Yeah, I don't know. I guess not. I mean, well, I still think if you're playing in the elements, that's absolutely. Oh, that's fact. true. then. Yeah. you know, and I, I do still think this team is built to play in a Superdome, although I don't know that that's necessarily as true as it was maybe five years ago. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think you still want to avoid avoid the cold weather. You know, I think that kind of, that makes life difficult for Sean Payton and the plays that he likes to call. So I, I would say that precipitation, bad weather, cold weather, um, not ideal, but yeah, I mean, if you're playing in the Georgia Dome or, or the Saint in the Superdome, like I, w- would it be that bit much of it? Well, actually, there's not a big difference between the two anyway when there's fans in the building. But, uh, you know, I, I don't know. Like, if you're playing in one dome stadium versus the other, is it, is it all going to kind of be the same thing? I don't know. Kind of, right? right? Yeah, you no, know, it's, it, it, it's cer- it certainly would neutralize any sort of noise
3: advantage that you would have.
1: it's going to be so just jarring without fans, Dave. Do you think it'll be more jarring for us watching it? Or do you think it'll be more jarring for the players having to play a regular season game that counts with no fans and probably robotic cameras and all this others? Like who's it going to be more jarring for you think?
4: I think it's going to be jarring for both. I think, uh, I think, as far as what kind of impact it's going to have, I think it's got a bigger impact uh, on the guys on the field. Like, how are you going to? I mean, football is a game where you've got to really get your mindset in a certain place and really get up for it. And being in front of 70,000 screaming fans and running out on out on the field with flames and fire going off <laughs> next to you i mean that gets you into the fucking mood and that gets you into that mindset and without that i think it's a lot harder to 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 get your mind into that gladiator i'm Gonna, I have to be better than that. The guy across this field for me. Yeah, mindset, that's a good you know? point.
2: I think, I think we we you'd lose some intensity for sure. Yeah, I think it's gonna look. I think the I think the final product
4: probably looks a little different. It probably looks a little more. I, I, you know, maybe the game's a little slower. It's just not as intense. It's not as hard hitting. The I mean, hits,
2: yeah.
1: Yeah, not really and truly. Yeah, I just you know because I think. The players, right? You say they feed off the crowd, and like you make a big play,
4: absolutely. And they're, they're still absolutely. playing for
2: millions, they're still playing for millions, they
1: are.
4: But I mean, but it's, 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 I think it's a, I, I think, uh, yes, yes, you're playing for a lot of money, and yes, that's in the back of your head, but 70,000 screaming fans you can't ignore you, yeah, you can easily I, forget about the seven you know the 1 million dollar paycheck that you're playing for uh but you, you can't ignore 70,000 screaming fans that are booing or yelling or screaming or doing whatever uh you know and and I'll I'll say this if if it doesn't matter then that means all the times that players have said Oh, the Superdome is the hardest place to play in or the Superdome is the greatest crowd or who that nation is. That means all of that is a lie. Okay, <laughs> you, you can't you can't have no I'm dead serious. Yeah, no, you're right. You, you can't you can't have one without the other. So if you're telling me, if you've told me all these years under the Sean Payton era when we've had sold-out crowds in the Superdome and all the times you've said who that nation is number one, the Superdome is the best place to play, home field advantage is like no other place except for maybe Seattle, whatever. Um, if you're going to tell me all that, if you're going to tell me that the fan impact, if you're going to tell me uh, when, when when, we force a fourth down on the third down and you're going to put up the fan impact play up on the screen in the superdome uh sponsored by whitney bank or kane's chicken fingers uh if you're gonna claim that if you're gonna claim that the fans had an impact on the game in that way then then the opposite is true then not having the fans there means that there's zero impact and that's got an effect on the game
2: you can't have you can't can't have one or the other well a loud crowd is supposed to help your defense, not 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 an well, offense. Correct. right? Here's so a- so if you look at how the Saints were playing defense for several years in that Sean Payton era, I have to ask myself how how impactful was home field advantage really? <laughs> well,
4: I here- think it's going to be like playing in it's going to be like playing in at LSU at Tiger Stadium in
2: 2005. Well, that's here's, well here's well you know what you know it's interesting fair. though like I mean I don't know how many of our listeners watch soccer but. You know, this is really weird and crazy and strange to think about NFL teams playing in empty stadiums, but it happens all the time in all Europe, the time the soccer in Europe. clubs. You know, hooligans that are throwing um, you know flares and stuff on the Go field. Extra and from Turkey
1: it, man, their're soup. their fans are super racist. They play in empty stadiums all the time. Yeah,
2: they'll put up huge racist banners and then the, yeah the disciplinary committee will say, all right, you're playing three three games with no fans. And they'll just impose that sanction. And so it happens all the time in these soccer games in Europe. And I mean, it's definitely weird.
4: Have they done any kind of studies as far as uh, the outcomes of those games
2: over time?
1: That's interesting. No, I don't, I don't think know. so. But here's I mean, my-
2: uh, uh, PSG, uh, you know, the team I root for, they, uh, they were in Champions League. And the last match that they played was right before Champions League kind of shut everything down for – for the coronavirus, for COVID-19. But because of what was going on, they felt like it was unsafe for the fans. So, you know, now everything's shut down. But that was right when things were starting to spread and Italy was starting to get hit. And so uh, they played in an empty stadium at home, and they won. They beat Dortmund, and they advanced. Um, and they've been the season's been frozen ever since then.
1: You
4: know, yeah, here's to some... comment. Glenn, Glenn Collins in the chat room, he, he says... Uh, you know, it's, it's an advantage if you have to play Seattle, but you don't have to go to Seattle or if you have to play the Chargers and you don't have to go to L.A. And that's absolutely correct. But outside but you, of that, you still would have to, though, right?
2: Maybe not. Yeah,
4: no. yeah, yeah. No, but I'm but I'm, but I'm saying like I, I, what, what Glenn is saying is, is uh, so you have a home field advantage as far as like if you have to play the Chargers, you'd rather play them at home so you don't have to go to L.A. So you do have an advantage in that aspect. But other than that, it ends there because you're playing in an empty stadium. So there's no well, fans here- in the stadium, there's nobody cheering for you over the other team, and there's nobody cheering against you or for the other team. So, you know, the travel,
2: I, I, I think that's where it ends, is, is, is having to travel.
4: Well, I don't know that
2: it's the travel in of itself so much, and actually, Glenn, you're saying this now, it's, it's that you lose a day of preparation. It's that you don't, it, you, you get, when you have a travel day to get to a place the other team is spending that whole day preparing for you. Now you can still be on your iPad on the flight or the bus or whatever, and you can still look at plays and stuff, but you can't do your walkthroughs. You can't do that stuff. So I would say the extra day where you don't have to travel is probably the biggest advantage because it's 24 hours you can utilize to rehone your game plan. And, and you know, the other team can't do that.
1: Well, here's my question. Does it, you know, back to Dave's point about players needing the emotion, and I know, Andrew, you said they play for millions, but there are certain players that are just psychopaths, like Drew Brees and Michael Thomas, that practice and prepare on a level that other players don't. And I wonder if that will really shine through in games with no fans right there's the players that Dave's talk about that that
2: yeah they work mm-hmm. hard and they care about their millions Yeah, but they, I, need I that, see they need that they need that juice I, I from the see, fans i could I, see it it being like breeze being better off with no crowd noise
1: and 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 players like michael thomas maybe like that
2: like i i think if you think about I don't know because it, it, that that implies on some level that crowd noise has an impact on Drew Brees, and I, I don't know that I'm comfortable saying that. But I, I just think, yeah, I don't know. It'd be interesting.
1: And it'll be. I, I, you
2: could, I think that argument could go both ways, you
1: know. It it's gonna. I think it's gonna be weird. And and we've said it in the last couple of weeks. I think the Saints have an inherent advantage because they've had the same team going on four years now, and they haven't made definitely. Through may haven't made major changes. Um good luck to all these teams with new coaches and new quarterbacks like Carolina with no off season and maybe an abbreviated training camp. Good luck. Even Tampa, I mean Brady and Gronk, I mean it's going to be fun and all that, but they're going to have to to work through it. Um other thing we're going to talk about I, I is- guess
2: I mean I guess I'll ask this though. I mean, kind of getting back to Dave's point would you say that it's potentially a disadvantage? Like a, a season with no fans may hurt the Saints more than anyone else.
1: I would say this. I would say if the Saints, I've, I've, I've had that. I've had that
4: thought. Like, like which teams in the NFL are hurt the most if you play a season in front of no fans? And you've got to think Saints. You've got to think Seattle. Maybe Kansas yeah. City. I don't know.
1: Well, here's the thing. I had a dream this week that the Saints won the Super Bowl. It was played in a, a a cattle ranch in Montana. And the day after, Colin Cowherd was like, this season, it really doesn't count. It's an asterisk season. They didn't have fans. They only played 14 games. They played the Super Bowl in a cow ranch in Montana, so nobody got COVID. It doesn't really count. And Drew Brees, he really only has one Vince Lombardi trophy. So, and I was—I reached in my dream. I reached into the TV and I choked him to death. And I woke up for the first time in weeks. I was happy. Um,
0: <laughs> but
2: best night sleep I've ever had in my life. <laughs> I don't know. Colin Cowherd showing up in my dreams sounds more like a nightmare. Oh
1: uh, god! Okay. But that aside, I do think there is a potential that. Th- look, the Saints win a Super Bowl, we'll celebrate, it'll be awesome, but whatever happens, right, this is going to be known as the, not necessarily put an asterisk sort of negatively, like the Astros cheated in 2017, but there'll always be this asterisk, of like, that's the COVID season, right? Like, that's just, that's just part of it, right? That history's gonna... Totally. History's totally. Gonna
2: be, I mean, if anyone besides the Saints wins the Super Bowl, I'm going to be on Twitter saying it's bullshit and it shouldn't count. <laughs> <laughs> and if the Saints win the Super Bowl, then I'll be like, what are you talking about? It's totally legit. It's going in the history books. Drew Brees ahead of Aaron Rodgers
1: now, officially. He's got two. Aaron's got one. Fuck off.
2: Oh, Aaron Rodgers is still better, even if that happens. Apparently. Uh,
1: your dad said Ralph really went sicko there. It's nice. Um, <laughs> And last uh, sort of COVID quarantine issue that we're going to talk about. Then we'll get to questions and we'll get out of here. Uh, But before we do that, I want to tell you guys about our friends at The Bird Calls. They have an awesome podcast. Pelican centric. If you want your Pelican news look. The Pelicans... They're in quarantine. Their season is suspended just like everybody else. But go to the Bird Calls. They have an article that maybe the NBA resuming their season isn't the best thing for the Pelicans and they should just focus on 2021. The Bird Calls is an awesome podcast. They do fantastic stuff. They're talking about Lonzo's offseason, where he can improve, what David Griffin might look for in the offseason. Do they need to give Brandon Ingram a me- uh, the. Uh, the mega extension. Uh, it's all there. The Bird Calls is fantastic. They've supported us. You should support them. If you need your Pelican fix, which I'm sure you do, the Bird Calls, wherever you get your podcast, search them, rate them, review them and subscribe. Um so Dave brought an interesting question up when we were going on. You got Zion. Take <laughs> Yeah, that's a really poor job by me. I should have had that. I should have had that promo. That that sound. Never ready. gets old.
4: Never gets old.
1: I should have had that loaded up for our uh, our uh, promotional exchange with the uh, with the bird calls, folks. Um, but before uh, we did, the, before we started the show, Dave brought up an interesting point about. Season ticket renewals for the saints, and what will ha- what the saints should do, what fans will do, and it got me to thinking, Dave, if you are a person that is either in a precarious financial position, which a lot of us are, or you think, hell in, in three months I might be. Or in two months or in six months I might be, and I need that Saints season ticket hole, season ticket money where you just roll the dice and be like, you know what? I don't think they're going to let fans in this year, even if they have games. You know what? I'm not going to pay for my season ticket, and I'll just figure that at 2021 I'll have it. It'll be there waiting for me. And is, is that a decision that people – are going to have to make or are thinking about making it. I think I know people that are seriously thinking about it.
4: Yeah. You know, people, yeah, me. I mean, I I just wanted to share, I mean, I wanted to share my, my story and my experience. Um, You know, obviously I own a business. Uh, Obviously it's been seriously affected by COVID-19. Andrews has as well, obviously. Um, And, uh obviously, this all happened right around season ticket renewal time, and I mean my whole issue was I didn't want to I didn't want to put down you know my deposit, which is a couple of thousand dollars uh or even or especially pay for the entire amount of my tickets um and then find out that they're not gonna have a season and have the saints decide. We're just going to hold on to this money uh, until next season, and we'll just put this toward the 2021 season. And, I mean, that's great and all, but, you know, that's not going to work for a lot of – like, for people like me and for a lot of other people who could use that money instead. Um, So – you know, I called my season ticket rep in early April when it was up for renewal, and I said, "Here's the situation and i you know I don't really think it's wise of me to be putting this kind of money down right now and spending it and uh you know the Saints never came out with an official statement saying hey we're going to give give everybody an extra you know certain amount of time to pay your renewal, but certainly when you called them and you talked to and you're ticket pe- person, um, they were totally fine in um, you know extending it and giving you time or whatever. And so the last time we talked, we had said, OK, well, let's set May 1st as a date and let's talk then. And again, I called them on Friday. That was May 1st. I talked to them. And I mean, I just got to say, uh, again, this, they have never come out and said, you know, our official stance is going to be... You know, just don't worry about season ticket renewals right now. I'm sure they are more than happy to take your money. They would much rather take your money than not take your money. But what I can say is it seemed like they're willing to just work with you. And, you know, this conversation was, it wasn't like, okay, well, you owe $1,500 or $2,000. You know, do you want to pay that today? It was kind of like, well, tell me about what's going on. Um, And so I think that's good. I think that was really good. And I I wound up paying. Again, I explained to you what my my problem was, is I I didn't want them to hold on to the money, this this large sum of money and then have them say, we're going to we're going to just you know what? There's not going to be a season this year. We're going to hold it off to next year. And I expressed that concern to him. And he said, we understand that. Um, And uh, normally, yes, when it comes to something like the playoff tickets, that's what we do. Uh, but he specifically said, you know, we understand the situation, and uh, if uh, if there if there isn't a season, uh, we would probably wind up refunding refunding the the tickets. And I said, okay, and that was that was what was important to me. And him telling me that, I hope it's true. I hope he wasn't just saying that just for the hell of it, uh, just to get me to feel comfortable and to pay. Um, but Uh, if that's the case, then I'm okay with putting my deposit down uh, knowing that that I might get it back again.
1: Yeah, I mean my my, uh, my mom, who I have these tickets with, uh, we did the payment, um, but again, my mom and me are not, have not been affected by the pandemic, our income, and my company has said, look we are going, we are, are going to pay your you your salary as it is until January. That's when we will reevaluate things. We have made that commitment to the employees that I work for. So I was like, okay, that's fine. So we ended up paying it because, you know, it, we're in no different situation than we were. But for a lot of people, it ain't that way. Um, so I just think the Saints have to play it by ear. And like you said, Dave, it's one thing to roll over the playoff tickets. It's a whole other thing to keep season ticket money. Exactly. Because because if you're in the premium seats or if you're a person that has four, six seats or whatever, that is a huge chunk of money that you would be like, I need that money to pay rent, to eat, to do other things.
4: Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, long, long story short of it, and again, I don't know what Andrew's situation is, I'm sure we'll hear from him, but long story short of it is they they seem to be very willing to work with you, and they seem to be open. Uh, you know, it was kind of unusual to talk to my ticket rep, and he just was kind of willing to listen, and, you know, it wasn't like, well, here, here are the options. It was kind of like, well, you tell me, and, you know... Um, so I thought so. I thought that was nice. That was good.
1: Yeah. So, Andrew, you forgot to tell me. Remind me again to promo the uh, podcast and remind people to sign up at the ten dollars level so they can get the crew to taste some cup, dude. People, thank you so much. Thirty-five thousand of you people downloaded this podcast in April. We got to number seventy-one on the American football podcast chartable rankings we got to number 12 in finland and that's what really counts i feel like we could be top five in finland there's probably only like 60 people in finland that What are, i,
4: I want to know what's ahead of us like i, I what's a saint's wise no well obviously obviously there's no other saints specific podcasts in finland higher than us god that would be ridiculous
2: yeah, uh, actually, one through eleven or other Saints podcasts. Right? Yeah, yeah,
4: yeah. No, Underhill, I'm, I'm just wondering. Yeah, I, actually, okay. If I'm, if it was Underhill, I would respect that. I'll, I'll lose to Underhill. Um, no, I'm wondering what the other
2: NFL ones are that that are beating us. What, it's what probably. Else? I mean, I know it. Uh, I mean, number one's got to be uh, like New Times. The show, right?
1: Probably. This, See, I the the chartable. Like, I I take count. Yeah, see, the the thing is at the Chartable, since I don't pay, I can see where we rank, but I can not can only see, like, the American one. I can only go through that list uh, and see, What's like— What's the number just... one
2: most listened to football podcast in America?
1: Oh, it depends. I mean, it's it, It's usually, like, Mina Kynes, she'll be number one, but she'll only be number one for, like, a day, right, because she only does one a week. So, mm-hmm. But, like, the NFL – inside the NFL, they the NFL channel has a couple that they go, like, every they day. The Adam Schefter
2: podcast must be up there, right?
1: No, Adam Schefter is not – he's not ever – I don't see him much in the top ten. Um, His th- podcast is kind of boring.
4: I mean, I've listened to him. He's a little He's a little bland.
2: Bland.
4: I don't mean any disrespect, but I mean like obviously, like he knows he's his. He's not shit. as
2: good as us. That's for sure. No, he's, he's an
4: insider, much. but he's Ooh. a little bland. Am is? is he?
1: Is he handing out crude Taysom cups to patrons?
2: He's not. No chance. No, no chance.
1: chance. Uh, I
4: don't think that really equals listeners, though.
1: I, I don't know if that means
2: more people I don't have know. been. But it, but t- it's t- a direct correlation with podcast quality. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> and thanks to the, thanks to Hans and Jay. And uh, Colby, who signed up uh, just this week, guys, we appreciate all the support and all the all the people who support us. Uh, we have some good questions tonight, Andrew. Um, this is from Braxton who asked, Is Andy Dalton seven times the quarterback as Jameis is because he's being paid <laughs> seven times more?
2: I saw that. Yeah, he got seven million. And again, that, that's not a that's what Andy Dalton should make. Uh, you know, that's what. Mariota's making it's what Teddy Bridgewater made last year. So, if you're a basically a low end starter or maybe has been starter, um, you know, I kind of think back to like Mark Brunel when he was with the Saints, you know, that this is kind of probably the contract that he would have wanted, or maybe slightly less because he was older, but yeah, I mean, I he, he just got the going right. So, I don't think you can bang on. Dalton too much, you know. He he just got market value. The one that's really getting fleeced here is Winston, and uh, I mean I think it just goes to show Winston is worth seven or eight million. And it again, how shocking it is that he took one point one million to play with the Saints this year. I still, it it's it's incredible. I still can't. That's, believe that's the it. value of having a
4: good team, a good coach, a, a Hall of Fame quarterback, uh, a winning culture uh, that's what you get. You get totally,
2: totally. But even with all that bargains, but even with all that, Dave, like this was against all odds. I mean, I just figured,
1: I just figured that Winston was going to be like, Oh, the saints and him, they were talking, but he, we went to Pittsburgh for two years, 14 mil. Like I didn't, I didn't think it was going to, anything was going to come of it. Um, because I was like, you, Andrew. I was just like, they, they threw out some ridiculous number, and Winston's just going to be like, I, I can't. I can't do that. That, that, is, that is utterly ridiculous. And he said yes. Like, I, you know, it, it, still, it still sort of uh, boggles my mind. Um, uh, this is from uh, Dylan, uh, Dave. Is Tampa Bay the most overrated team in the NFL?
4: Uh good question. Uh yeah, I would say until they actually sh- prove that they can win, uh they are still the Tampa Bay that they always were. So <laughs> uh, is it is it very possible and very likely uh that they could uh, uh They've won they more could, Super that, Bowls than the Falcons. Just yeah, so. <laughs> is is it very possible <laughs> that they could be the most improved team? of the season absolutely of next year. Absolutely. Absolutely. But, uh, until then, uh, you know, they, they're, they are who they are.
2: Andrew. Um, I I, I think the super bowl this year will be the 2020 bucks versus the 2019 Browns.
1: (laughs) You are never going to let me live down picking the Browns week one in the survivor pool. Are you? Never. And oh, by the way, all patrons, get yourself in the Discord channel. It is amazing. It is hilarious. Andrew added added a channel, Ask Cullen, where you can ask his nine-year-old son football questions. Uh, I asked him a fantasy questions. He thought I was reading ridiculous about drafting Emmanuel Sanders number one. Uh, but it's ve- it's the Discord channel is amazing. Like if you want Saints talk without your Facebook or Twitter nonsense and stupidity, uh, but more ridiculousness, do it. Your patrons sign up. It's amazing. Um, so that wraps up the show tonight guys thanks for joining us as always, we appreciate all the support. Uh, go to our YouTube channel. Me and Andrew are going to knock out more of these videos. We've got it to now. We can do all of us on video. So we're going to do some tests this week. We're going to have Dave. And we may even have Kevin. So subscribe to our YouTube channel. We'll do some amazing, low-quality videos. You can support us there. So for Dave, for Andrew, for Kevin, who's MIA, I'm Ralph. Until next week, the bar. All right, we're, up. we're uh we're off the stream. Uh